Welcome to the People Impact Podcast, because your impact on people matters. We are two visionary coaches exploring ideas about improving the way people lead and work together, bringing you topics that truly have an impact on people in your organization today. This is for you if you're interested in expanding your perspective on people inside your organization and on yourself as a human being. For all of you out there who are open to new views, visions, and dreams. Featuring Marjolein Flug. Hello. And myself, Lisa Dempsey. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> hello, hello. And today we have a follow-up on a previous episode about toxic workplace culture. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big one, isn't it? Yeah, and there's so much to it. Because last yeah. time we talked about how to recognize it. Um, and today and we want to talk about what to do about it. Once yeah. you recognize it, what do you do about it? Where do you yeah. go with it? What What are the options that are on the table? And you know, what are the different choices, perspectives, behaviors, and impacts mm-hmm. that are available to you? Yeah, yeah, and the impact both, and and what you can do both for yourself and for your situation impacting others impacting the situation that you're in yeah those are two separate things and I really appreciate because you have um, a way of putting that and it's really helpful maybe we can start there yeah do you want to start somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) no we we can just dive right into it we'll just go we'll just go straight in Mm -hmm. so first of all listeners if you haven't listened to the previous episode I do I do suggest you take a moment to go back and listen to the first episode on toxic workplace culture so that it gives a little bit of context about what we're talking about why this is important Mm -hmm. because now we want to talk about what to do about it and so frequently when I'm working with clients and and we're sometimes trying to sort out like, is it, is the toxicity, right? Is the toxicity actually, you know, the environment? Is it trauma that they're dealing with from previous bad experiences? Because let's be honest, we've all had bad work experiences. Um, and it's sometimes difficult to discern and differentiate, you know, what is the me of it? versus what is the we of it or what is the us of it. So if you imagine for yourself, so just imagine sort of like three layers of circles. It's kind of like a target. If you imagine like a target Mm -hmm. that has three layers. Circle in a circle in a circle. Yeah, exactly. And in the very center, there's the me, because we, we're we not the center of the universe, but we are always at the center of our own experience. <laughs> and it's the mm-hmm. only one that we actually have. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the me of it is always in the middle. The we of it, that's those are like your first order colleagues. It's kind of like first order family members. It, it's your immediate colleagues, your team mm-hmm. members, or people that you work with inside your organization on a regular basis, people that you are regularly in contact with, regularly collaborating with. Mm-hmm. And then the us of it is that outer layer. It's the, the widest circle. And that is the system itself. That's the organization. So that's mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the, the entire organization either in your country or you can make it even bigger and it's the entire organization on, on the whole you know across all locations but More it's that nice culture in the world right now or in your country and you're yeah yeah it's that bigger bigger system piece mm-hmm. and so something that is often useful to it's a lens through which you can look at things of you know what is the me of it 
-hmm. What is the we of it? And what is the us of it? So what is my contribution to this? What's my impact? What are my choices? What can I influence? What is the we of it? You know, what if what if it doesn't belong to me, but is other people and and sometimes impacts me because I'm inside that we, right? This is why there are th- these three concentric circles is you're inside the we. And then there's the us of it. You know, what if it is is about us and and that bigger, larger organizational culture piece. Mm-hmm. And there's always a dynamic, right? There's always a dynamic exchange between all of these things where we are always impacting the we, the us is always impacting the me. It, there's a constant exchange in all of this, but by simply asking, what is the me of it? What is the we of it? And what is the us of it? It can help clarify where do certain things belong? You know, mm-hmm. what What is mine? What can I actually do about yeah. certain things? And people are often surprised at actually how much they can do something about. You, you may not, you may, you will never have complete control over everything, mm-hmm. but you can certainly have influence. You can certainly have impact. Um, that's, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, interesting both that that's what, you, what you've noticed, that people think they have less influence than they have, um, and also splitting it in that way because that clarifies uh what you can and cannot do and that helps you make decisions right it helps disentangle a lot of things yeah. and it yeah. helps you see what what is influencing what yeah 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 we did we did a bunch of disentangling um in that previous episode uh about you know what happens when you're in a toxic culture how does how do you notice what does it feel like what does it do yeah. um Switching now to big picture, to that big circle, and even to, like I said, to countries, to regions, to uh, uh, what are you seeing? We, you know, in the US, there's a great resignation um, that is related to toxic culture. Uh, I mean, that's something that we talked about earlier, and that I'd, I'd love to explore here a little bit too. In Europe, I'm seeing other things also happening um what is that wide circle what are what are we noticing in that wider super wide circle well i think what what we're noticing in in that us of it in that really wide circle Mm -hmm. people are reporting a huge amount of toxicity Hmm. and it's showing up not only through you know the great resignation in in well i think the great great resignation affects much more than just the US, but that's what it's being called there. Mm-hmm. You know, here in Europe, there are massive strikes that are happening all across mm-hmm. the board, you know, in lots of different industries and in lots of different ways. Yep. Here in the Netherlands, for example, you know, there's a massive train strike on. There are no trains running today. None in the entire yep. country. Not a single yep. train except to the airport from Amsterdam Central. That's it. And it's a five, it's a five day strike they've yep. uh, announced. Yeah. Yeah. Five to yeah. You know, people people are saying they have had enough. Right? They've mm-hmm. had enough of the dysfunctionality, and and that you know that is in the that is the me, we, and the us. Right? It is a collective. Mm-hmm. It is a collective. No, yeah. <laughs> this is not working. So yeah, the- and the funny thing is that people are often saying, 
uh, no to uh, not getting enough pay. They're saying no to this amount of pay is not right with me. They're saying no to this amount of work is not all right with me. Uh, they're saying no to specific factual things. But what what I'm spotting is that it's actually very much related to culture yes. rather than to salaries and yes. work hours. And, yes. to, um, and, and I'm saying that because, um, and I, I've mentioned this before, but it's it, um, people in where I live, people in the Netherlands are um, striking for better wages in uh, um, in, in logistics and in, in, you know the train company um they're they're they've been striking and protesting in healthcare in education uh our legal in our legal system judges and and lawyers have been uh protesting doctors Do yeah it's and and they're all saying hey but this there's this problem here with the amount of hours we need to work and the money or and slash or the money we get for it but Everyone's saying, hey, there's this problem here. And, you know, we're not really talking about why is everyone having that same problem? Maybe it's not yeah. your sector. Maybe there's a wider cultural thing going on. And I'm connecting this to um, something we addressed again in, in that other episode. It's really a tandem episode. Um, of two researchers uh, who whose research clearly showed that um, over the past 10 years, cultures have become more toxic. Yeah, workplace culture has genuinely become more toxic to us as human yeah. beings. And they measured that in, in quantitative, qualitative ways. Donald Sol and Charlie Sol uh, from MIT uh, Sloan, they wrote an MIT Sloan uh, Management Review, um, it's not a coincidence that there's more protests and maybe there's people are saying it's about salary or work hours, but you know, it's, it's not just incidents. It's a, it's a, um, a, a structural problem. It's, it's systemic. It's a pattern. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. systemic and it, and it's showing up in a lot of places. And mm -hmm. um, you know, what we know from research as well is money is not a motivator, you know, money, money, is not going to ultimately fix these problems. You know, people are unhappy in their workplaces. People are dissatisfied and they are saying they have had enough. And, and I think you're so right to point out that, you know, they're saying it's work hours and they're saying it's money. Mm -hmm. You know, there needs to be, there needs to be enough money on the table that it's not a problem. So people need to be earning a living wage. And so let's be honest as well. There are, there are some protests that are going on. Like there were some walkouts in the U S um, earlier this week you know about people saying like i'm only earning enough to just pay for my commute to work yeah, never mind buy groceries so yes money people need to be earning a living wage mm -hmm. but the majority of people are learning earning a living wage and still deeply dissatisfied and i and i think what we're pointing to is that dissatisfaction is not going to be necessarily fixed with money. It's about addressing workplace culture and detoxifying it. So let's yeah. talk about what does that look like? Like, how do we, how do yeah, we and that's a, detoxify? 
Exactly. And that's like a, a circle inside this huge circle of this is what's going on in the world. If we take it a circle smaller, then you're in your organization. Yeah. Um, inside your organization. How what does can you this do work? to 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 detoxify that level that you can reach? I mean, you can't it's well, some people might be able to, but it's really hard to influence worldwide <laughs> um perspectives on, on work culture. Um what can you do to impact toxic culture in your own organization at that level? Yeah. Um, that's a good question because honestly, I've been in pockets, situations, um, organizations that to me were toxic. Um, and I, you know, I can still feel it in my stomach when I think about it. And in the end, all I did, all I could do, all I knew to do eventually was leave. So I don't know how to <laughs> how to do that. And that's, well, that's where Lisa comes in. What do you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, so what I know is I know leaving is a really valid option. So I I, I, I do want to make that really clear. There are absolutely situations where leaving is the best thing mm -hmm. and leaving can be the only option. You know, if it, if that bigger circle of us, if the entire company culture is only toxic, yeah, you're, you're probably not going to be able to change it, but. Mm -hmm. Or the source of the toxicity is some specific thing that you don't have the power to change. Well, I think even if you don't have the power to change it, I mean, let's be honest, rarely can we directly change situations. Mm -hmm. But I think, so this is where it becomes interesting to, you know, again, dissect what is the me of it, what is the we of it, and what is the us of it? Mm -hmm. Because the me of it is you actually have access to a lot of things, right? You have mm -hmm. access to number one, your own awareness. You, know, you, you have access to the, the awareness of, I am not comfortable with this. I am not happy with this. This is not working for me. My body is activated and I am not sleeping well. I'm not able to concentrate. Yeah. I'm not able to, you know, all of the things, all of the symptoms that show up when literally when our prefrontal cortex comes offline and we drop down into our limbic system and operate from that place of survival where it feels like the only options on the table are fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, mm -hmm. you're probably in a toxic situation, right? And again, to just go back to like the, the main five markers of like toxic workplace culture are mm -hmm. non-inclusive, mm -hmm. unethical behavior or lack of integrity, mm -hmm. disrespectful, abusive management and cutthroat and ruthless behavior. Yeah. So, you know, your body, your body will tell you, right? Your body, yeah. your body will bring you those messages. And it's, so it's, first of all, your job to listen to that, right? Job number one, <laughs> listen to your body. It knows yeah. way more than, than you think that it does. Yeah. And start disentangling, okay, like, what is it that is actually upsetting me? You know, what, what are these behaviors? How is it showing up? Is it, you know, is it the fact that 
you know, my boss sends me, says, oh, no, 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 like, yes, you need to have work-life balance, but then always sends you messages at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night for work that needs to be done by nine o'clock on Monday morning. Picking up on those signals, though, the, the signals of toxicity, sorting out what is that behavior? What are the actual behaviors that are bothering you? And can I, because I have, I can, I can feel it. Like thinking about my experiences, I can feel what that felt like. And it was the easiest thing for me to think I shouldn't be having this reaction. I shouldn't be responding. To, you know, I shouldn't be having a lack of sleep. I shouldn't be nervous about this. I shouldn't, this shouldn't upset me. I should just drop it and not be whiny and a whiny snowflake uh, and get <laughs> on with it. Yeah. Um, for me, that was a big part of, you know, I can, I can notice these symptoms, but I'll judge them right away and think I'm, I'm stupid for having them at all. So let's just either ignore them or pretend they're not there or how can I make this go away? Because the signal shouldn't be here instead of the cause of these signals shouldn't be here. Right, exactly. And I, and I think that's, that's such an important thing. You know, we mentioned it in the first episode and it's good to come back to it of, you know, it's, it's that reminder of it isn't you and it isn't your fault, mm-hmm. right? It isn't your fault if you are being surrounded by toxic behaviors. It's your, it's, it then simply becomes the thing that you can own mm-hmm. is a being present to it, being aware of it, mm-hmm. noticing it, and then finding the courage to name it. Mm-hmm. You know, finding the courage to name it, say, I am not comfortable with this. I'm not okay with this. I want something different. I need yeah those are the first two steps of having that impact noticing naming and then saying right mm-hmm. it's really you know genuinely communicating it you know mm-hmm. out outside of yourself what does that sound like it sounds like you know simple phrases very similar to the ones that i just said it sounds like you know i'm not okay with this mm-hmm. or Hey, so I I observed this happening and I have some questions Hmm. or even I have some concerns I want to share or I noticed this happened. I noticed, you know, this was said in this meeting or this email came in too late in the day for me to do something about it. I really want to help you. But what I need from you is I need for the request to come in with enough time for me to properly read and respond to it. Mm -hmm. And that means not sending me an email at 10 p.m. at night. So that's the first circle level of making making something happen, having an impact on, on that toxic incident. Yeah, it's taking that stand for yourself and your experience. Right? It's taking that stand um, 
and stand, standing tall in your truth. And it may just be your truth. The other person may not see it that way, but you know what? That's okay. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't need to agree with you. It's so that you don't need to win their agreement. Mm-hmm. You need to share with them what your experience is and what it is that you would like to see change. Right? Yeah. Asking for that. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's then when you get out of that. And, and it is, so let's rewind for one second. Cause actually mm-hmm. you, what you alluded to, like the, like feeling it in your body, even just talking about it now, mm-hmm. you know, it brings up like that feeling like, that is a trauma response, mm. right? Your body holds on to those memories and those experiences. It's it, and it is being exposed to toxicity on a frequent basis. It is traumatic. Yeah, that's. And I, I recently heard the definition of trauma again. My my body feels like it is in that situation again as I'm thinking about it, and yeah. I'm long out of it. But I'm having the physical, like the the chemicals that are yeah. running through my stomach and my chest and my gut, and like you know when you feel like Ooh, the adrenaline and the all of that, whatever it is, my body is 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 doing those things as if I was still in that situation, and that is trauma. That is the definition of trauma. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's anything that exceeds your body's ability to cope and process. Mm. Okay. And, and to just go, oop, let's step out of it. No, it's still it's all still going on. You know? yeah. <laughs> all that adrenaline and stress and fear and worry or or the chemicals that are, are making me feel like that are going on right now. Yeah. I can't say, hey, done. <laughs> Have a sip of water, it's gone. Oh, yeah. they're, they're let it there. go. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're still in there roaming around. Yeah. Yeah. And and this is why then also I talk about, you know, the me of it, the we of it, and the us mm-hmm. of it is, you know, it, it can happen as well that because of expo because there are so many toxic work environments, there are so many bad bosses, there are so many bad situations out there. Sometimes we carry that forward with us, right? If we've not mm-hmm. had the time to process it properly. Mm-hmm it can be easily carried forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and so looking at, you know, the me of it, you know, so how, how much, how much of what you're experiencing might be informed by a situation that you experienced before versus now. Right. Yes. So that you can disentangle that it becomes really important. That is all part of the me of it. Yeah. That's and, a part of the me of it. Yeah. And, and recognize what I'm, noticing now and seeing in other people too that I work with is noticing it um helps you uh do differently in a new situation and helps you choose okay what do I want to do what will I say who will I talk with right um because it helps you recognize you're not in that situation and that's a step towards making a new choice so what if you're addressing the the we of it? What if you're a, a leader or you take on personal leadership in your team um, and you want to take it to that level? Yeah, so 
you know, at, at the organizational level, it mm-hmm. then becomes about understanding the, the we of it, you know, what is the impact that you, your team, your department is having mm-hmm. and making really intentional choices and then focusing those intentional choices around creating cultures that thrive. Mm-hmm. So that means saying no to non-inclusive behavior. Mm-hmm. That means saying no to unethical or behavior that doesn't hold integrity. Mm-hmm. That means saying no to being disrespectful, being abusive, being cutthroat, being ruthless. And it means saying yes to doing the genuine hard work that it takes to cultivate inclusivity, to cultivate integrity, mm-hmm. to cultivate respect and to cultivate, you know, really that human connection because the opposite of abuse is connection, Mm. right? Being connected, caring, letting people know that you care about them personally as human beings. That Mm. doesn't mean getting all up in their business and, you know, asking them about, you know, how's their wife and how's their sex life and how's their mortgage. It's it's nothing like that, but it's about caring about them as a human being. It's taking that time to ask the questions. Hey, how are you? Mm-hmm. Like how, how, how? And wait for the answer. <laughs> yeah. And listen. Yeah. Right. And it's about, you know, cultivating collaboration rather than cutthroat. Mm-hmm. So, Doing that, and that there's like a whole level of nuance to how do you how do you cultivate all of those things that we won't get to today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's about taking that responsibility and saying, "This is the impact I want to have. I want to say no to these things and yes to these, and I'm going to set a very clear intention to cultivate this kind of behavior." Mm-hmm. And to regularly revisit it, you know, the, the, these are not, this is not some manifesto that you hang in the hallway. This is not some poster that gets hung in the coffee coffee room. This is a dedication to genuinely setting the intention and acting upon it and revisiting it every every single day. Yeah, this is what you do every day. There is not a day that can go by that you do not visit this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure to include some information just to highlight how important doing this is. It's important for you on the me of it level. Mm-hmm. It's important for the we of it level, the people that you interact with directly on a daily basis in your work. It's important on the us of it level and, and how your company runs and um, I'm, I'm not sure this came up earlier, but um, those researchers that we mentioned earlier, they found out that um, in these toxic cultures and toxic situations, people have 35 to 55% more major diseases, cardiac disease, stroke, diabetes, um, and then there's all the, you know, the 
I was going to say pragmatic, but it's, you know the the um, uh, the results in the organizations themselves are having twenty five percent higher revenue per employee uh, when you're a, a positive culture rather than a toxic culture. Yeah, um, and, and that's well, let, let's pause on that because that's huge. Twenty five percent. Twenty five percent is massive. That is no. not something to be laughed at. You know, most no. most sales departments would you know, they would they would kill to be able to raise revenues and profits by that amount. Yeah, it's it's incredible. And the I also don't want to step over the first point. The first point is the kind of stress that toxic workplace culture causes. It isn't the stress that you just step over. It isn't that stress that you go like, oh, you didn't sleep well. We'll just, you know, go to bed earlier tonight and it'll be better. No, no, oh. no. It You carry it biologically inside your body. Your oh. body is giving you signals saying, red flag, red flag. There's a and problem is, here. Yeah, and this is the impact for you. The me of it. This is the impact for your team. The way of it this is the impact in your organization the answer of it and when you look at organizations especially people uh working in larger organizations this this means thousands of people yeah yeah so these these things are very very real and the mm -hmm. and the cost of those sick days mm -hmm. it's massive inside of organizations you know it, it's not just the absenteeism but it's you know everything everything you know people who are under people who are under chronic stress here's the thing not only does it impact them biologically and you then get increase in heart disease and diabetes and and very very serious disease mm -hmm. that, you know like this is this is not you know put a few eye drops in your eyes and it's going to be better you know the serious disease those people who are under that chronic stress, their prefrontal cortex, literally their executive function is offline. They cannot be making the critical decisions they need to be making. The empathy that they need to have isn't available. Mm -hmm. The analysis that they need to bring is not available. All of the things that you hire them for is not <laughs> available when they yeah. are under chronic stress. No. It's your job to stop the chronic stress. Mm. It's your job to create an environment whereby people can thrive. Yep. And it's their job to tell you about what it is that's stressing them. Right? That's that's the me of it and the we of it. Yeah. Their job to tell you what it is that's stressing them out. Your job to cultivate environments to help them not just survive, but actually thrive, because that is when you get what you need yeah. notice signal name address it speak it yeah i'm aware of time mm -hmm. <laughs> we've covered a lot and there's yeah again as we said like there's there's a, a huge amount of nuance in in you know not just how to bring these big picture things but how to do this on a granular level mm -hmm. so I, I just want to acknowledge that but this is i think my aim, what I really wanted from today is that we could we could sketch that big picture. We could put this into that big picture context of, you know, this is not just about strikes. This is not just about resignations. This is not just about trouble attracting talent 
Uh, this is not just about businesses having to start limiting their opening hours because they just simply don't have enough people. Mm -hmm. This is about a really big systemic thing. And these are kind of the cornerstones yeah. of it. And this is how you start at a granular, small level, well, not small, your your daily life and choices, uh, connecting them to that bigger picture that we're all in. What's something that you hope people can have access to after listening to this? Um, that noticing and speaking out, uh, there's, there's more power in that than it feels like. Yeah. It feels scary. It feels really, that's really vulnerable, but mm -hmm. it's good. It's important. Yeah. And it's, and it is the biggest way to have an impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, still noticing, you know, if you walk away, if you need to walk away, you need to walk away. And that's, you know, that's mainly what I serve people with, what I coach uh, many people with, is how to deal with these situations uh, and also how to change jobs. <laughs> um, that's that's a step that you can take when you notice. But there's so much you can do by taking a stand, um, by speaking out. Yeah. How about you? What do you want to send out there? I wish for people to feel that power of noticing right? and, and that power of knowing that it's okay to say this is not okay. Yeah. And knowing that it's in fact important to do so and important to ask for what they need. And I hope if people who are listening so dear listeners that <laughs> <laughs> you there's a greater sense of possibility influence and empowerment and that you know asking for a healthy workplace culture you know this nonsense of oh it's business not personal mm -mm, no longer okay and it, is it will always be okay to say no to that. And it becomes your job to say no to that. How other people respond is, is their ownership. But naming it, saying it, putting it out there, and asking for what it is that you really need is really important. And then listening, right? Listening. Um, so, so, so important. So that, that, that's what I wish. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for diving into this, you know, hairy topic. And, and also thanks, Marilyn, for, you know, being, having the courage to be with this conversation, knowing that, you know, your, your, your own experiences of toxic workplace culture, it, yeah, it does activate, it activates our bodies. Our, our bodies go back to those moments because it, 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 it's a genuine threat, right? It puts us in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. And yeah. so thanks for sticking with it and being willing to explore this conversation. Yeah. It's not comfortable, but it's it's important to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks everyone out there for listening. We really appreciate you. 
Perhaps you've been listening to this episode directly online. Of course, you can always find us on your favorite podcast app. And please always make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to learn about our newest episodes. And if you appreciated this episode, please share it. You know, maybe there's somebody out there in, in your life, in your world, in your environment, your partner, your colleague, somebody that you see suffering from toxic workplace culture. Share this. Yeah, share this with them. And we'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear your thoughts and experiences on, on this and other topics. Let us know what's on your mind in the workplace. That's it for now. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.